Are you a home buyer in Saskatoon who is struggling to understand the real estate cycle, where we are, and whether right now is the right time to buy a home? This week on the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast, we interview real estate analyst Josh Buchanan. Hope you enjoy. This is the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast, the show that highlights Saskatchewan real estate. Looking to buy your first house, your next investment property? Subscribe to never miss an episode. Here's your host, Ron Caroni. Hello and welcome back to the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Ron Caroni, here on the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast. We love to touch on all things Saskatchewan and all things real estate. And this week, we are touching on one of the biggest, bigger markets in Saskatchewan, that's Saskatoon, and some of the, the back-end numbers that go into that. And here to help me do that is real estate analyst, Josh Buchanan. Josh, thank you so much for joining us today and offering your expertise. Just please quickly give us a little intro of yourself and your background in real estate and also a little bit of what you do outside of that. Sure, thanks for having me. So uh, my background with real estate, um, I've always had an interest in it. Uh, my grandfather was involved with it when I was a kid and I just kind of felt drawn to it. I'm more drawn to things I think that are real, tangible, like even for example, with math, like I'm really good at math when it comes to uh, converting currencies and, and uh, metric versus imperial. But when it comes to calculus, I, I just can't wrap my head around it. So something for real estate, is just very real, real, tangible, observable for me. And so I've always felt drawn to it. And then I, after university, um, I got started working in real estate as a property manager. And uh, I studied economics in university. So I kind of have a, an economics uh, approach to things. And then in 2014, I was um, really paying attention to the real estate stats in Saskatoon. And that's when, you know, my economic senses started tingling and started noticing what was going on. And so I started writing about it and I started my blog in uh, 2015. So now I've been the author of the Saskatoon Real Estate Economics blog ever since 2015. I've got like 267 posts, I think now. Um, and so real estate for me now, I don't work in it anymore, but it's, it's still, you know, something I pay a lot of attention to kind of a hobby for me, but I do, um, I do monthly presentations on real estate, just kind of like statistics updates, um, in the market for a couple of brokerages here, still doing my blog a little bit. I do a couple, uh, educational seminars for real estate. So that's my, my background and my current, um, activity in real estate. But outside of that, the main thing I do is I'm a business consultant where I help people start their own businesses or improve their existing businesses, writing business plans, uh, startup mentorship, things like that. So. Fantastic. I, I love the background of information there. And I'm, I'm always really passionate about like the back and economics of things as well and, and what makes things tick. And it was one of the reasons I was really excited about our conversation today, because I was chatting with a realtor at an open house and he was saying, like, Josh is the guy like you have an understanding of these deeper numbers. And when we chatted on the phone, you said like, it's all just kind of in the math. And so what we wanted to do today was kind of give us a snapshot of where Saskatoon is and, and maybe some of the metrics that will move the needle one way or the other, really help out a, a buyer who's kind of in the market right now. So let's just kind of dive right into that. What What is the current Saskatoon market looking like, Josh? So right now, um, sales numbers are actually still pretty strong. Some people are saying that it's slow. Um, they're really not sales numbers are only slow relative to the two busiest years in the history of Saskatoon, which were the last two years. So it's not really a fair sample size to, to compare it to. It would be like taking the two tallest people in Saskatoon and putting me next to them and saying, Oh, Josh is kind of short. Like I'm not <laughs> like, it's, it's not, you know, if you put me compared to, you know, 
the hundred guys I graduated high school with, I'm a normal height or a little bit tall. You know, it's the same thing with real estate market right now. Like sales are actually strong. They're a little bit stronger than average. It's just, if you compare them to the last two years, they look um, slow. So yeah, sales numbers are, are completely back in line with what we were experiencing um, pre-pandemic. So, you know, 2019 numbers um, and 10 year averages. Um, listings, however, are quite a bit slower. So fewer people are putting their homes up for sale. And the biggest thing right now, and this is what's creating a challenge, uh, inventory is very low. So for starters, maybe I should explain the difference between listings and inventory, because that I think can be confusing. Um, inventory is the current stock, whereas new listings, listings, that's the flow. So that's a measure of the new homes that are being listed and inventory is what's currently sitting available on the market. And that's the biggest challenge we're having right now is we have a low, of ma a low amount of inventory, especially relative to sales. And people will look at inventory and say, there's a thousand units for sale in the city. That's a lot. No, it's not. Like you have to compare it and, and make it uh, relative to sales numbers. And it's very low relative to sales numbers. So that's, that's the issue we're seeing right now in the market. Um, otherwise, like general economy in Saskatoon is strong right now, but uh, inventory is creating issues. How is that translating for the average home buyer out there? As we're saying that if there's not a lot of inventory, what does that mean for someone who's looking for a house right now? Because as you've said, you know, if there's a thousand listings in Saskatoon, that might seem, oh, there's a lot of things to choose from, but that's relative to how many homes overall are available in Saskatoon. Can you, can you take us through how this might affect like a home buyer who's looking for a property right now? Sure. Yeah. Like if we have a thousand units for sale, but there's four or 500 sales per month, like you know, that's a high percentage of available units that are being sold. So um, basically what buyers are seeing right now is it's just very competitive. You know, there's there's too many, there's too much demand relative to supply. So in a lot of categories of homes, whether that's apartments, townhouses, or detached homes, um, detached houses, there's multiple offers, there's bidding wars, there's, there's buyers that are, they find a house that they like and they put an offer on it. And by the time they put an offer on it, they realize it's already been sold or there's five other competing offers. So um, because there's a lot more demand and supply, it's, you know, buyers are, are fighting over properties uh, for the most part. I mean, there, I'm sure there's some exceptions where some properties are, are sitting for a longer period of time, but the ones that are attractive and priced properly, they're, they're selling very quickly. So it's, um, you know, you got to act really quickly as a buyer right now. So if you're a buyer right now, you might be listening to this and be like, geez, I do not want to be involved in these multiple bid situations or asking overprice for a home. Maybe I'll just wait until the real estate market cools off and I'll be able to enter in when prices are down and when things are a little less crazy. But that's not as easy as it sounds. Can you help us walk us through the, the real estate cycle and, and how some of these metrics tie into um, like supply and demand and how we might not return to a place of low housing prices? Yeah, it might take a while. Um, you know, it's tough to make predictions years ahead, but it's pretty easy to see where the market's going, um, you know, in the short term. Um, and yeah, so right now that lack of inventory is making things very challenging. Um, I think the biggest thing to be aware of, you know, when people are hoping that um, uh, the market will slow down. I mean, like that's what the interest rate increases were designed to do, right? And they did slow down sales, but not enough that it's really changing the general um, state of the market, right? Um, so in order, if people are wanting to wait, you know, there's there's not a lot of building happening right now. So I don't foresee 
we, us, you know, the city of Saskatoon having a lot of extra inventory coming up in the next few months here, that, that's going to take a long time. And then in terms of prices, I was going to say the most important factor there for prices, if people are hoping that prices go down, there has to be a, a big shift in that, uh, that ratio of, of inventory to sales. Um, and right now it's just, it's a really low ratio. So that's, that's the most important thing when it comes to understanding prices. And I'll explain that a little bit more clearly. Um, the ratio that's really important is called the months of inventory ratio. And basically that ratio takes the number of uh, homes available on the market. So existing inventory and divides it by the number of sales for the last 30 days. And, um, so right now in Saskatoon, a thousand units and we're selling, um, you know, 400 per month, or whatever. So that's about what, 2.25 or whatever months of inventory. Um, so that's a very low number the, the, like the magic number there is four months of inventory. Once you have, uh, more than four months of inventory, once you, once you deviate above that, it means the market is oversupplied. And that's what we really saw in 2015, 16, 17, and 18. That months of inventory ratio was well above four, meaning the market was oversupplied. When the market is oversupplied, houses are sitting for a long time on the market. Sellers uh, start to get desperate. They have to cut their prices if they want to make a sale. Buyers start to recognize that and they, they lowball them and stuff like that. Whereas on the other hand, if that ratio is getting below four, that's when the market is undersupplied and there's a lack of inventory um, relative to sales numbers. And that's what we're seeing right now is that ratio in the city is around, you know, two and a half or even lower or uh, two and a half months of inventory or even lower. So that is making it um, really challenging. And that's why prices have been going up, you know, 2020, 2021 and 2022. They've leveled off a little bit now because of the interest rate increases, but because we still have that lack of supply and, you know, low inventory relative to sales, I wouldn't expect prices to be going down anytime soon. Um, so that's kind of state we're at and, and how that all works. I think some people feel like um, home prices are a mystery and, and the behavior is kind of a mystery. It, it's really not. The only mystery to me is that people think it's a mystery. Like it's very predictable based on those ratios. Once you kind of wrap your head around those ratios, it's, it's pretty easy to determine how prices are behaving and how prices should be, uh, be behaving moving forward. There's just thing, certain things that are harder to predict. Um, Kind of longer term like what's going to happen with interest rates and what's going to happen with immigration and you know pandemic lockdown measures and and those things can really kind of throw us um a curveball but otherwise it's pretty straightforward pricing behavior is very straightforward just based on supply and demand so are there any other challenges facing uh home buyers right now other than a lack of inventory are there other things that you're seeing making it tough for home buyers right now to may 2023 that's the biggest thing is inventory, but of course there's also the interest rate increases. So, uh, mortgage rates are a lot higher. I mean, you know, this better than I do. Um, interest rates are a lot higher than they were a year ago or two years ago. And so I think, um, some buyers are feeling, feeling discouraged, either discouraged by that, or it's kind of knocked them out of the market where they can no longer even afford a home or just creating some uncertainty, uh, things like that. So that's that's a challenge as well. And that has reduced um, demand a little bit. But as I mentioned, it, it hasn't reduced it that much. Uh, it just brought us back down to um, to normal levels. And we still have that that lack of supply relative to sales. So those are the two big things I would think for um, for buyers right now. So uh, a buddy of yours comes up to you right now and says, Hey, Josh, I'm thinking about buying. And, you know, what, what do you think that I should be doing if I'm looking to, you know, purchase within the next six months to a year? Are you giving him any advice based upon what you're seeing in the market? Yeah, I think it's so competitive right now. One thing I would say is that 
I know some people are hesitant to use real estate agents and, and I get that, but when it comes to being a buyer, there's no real downside. You know, you don't have to pay the real estate anything when they're representing you as a buyer and real estate agents are able to access all this information and send you a mailing list so that you can get uh, notifications of new properties right away. And that can be really helpful in a market like this because you need to act quickly if you're wanting to purchase something. So things like that, you know, just like if you want to buy right now, prepare yourself, get mortgage pre-approval, you know, work with a mortgage broker or lender to get mortgage pre-approval, work with real estate, real estate agent to make sure that you know what you're looking for and you can jump on these properties that, that meet your criteria as soon as they come up. Outside of that, it really comes down to uh, personal situation. I don't like to say like, oh, now is a good time to buy. Now is not a good time to buy. Like sometimes that can be true, generally speaking, for the state of the market. But I think the right time to buy is when it's right for you um, in terms of your personal situation. Um, you can be strategic, though. Um, the nice thing about purchasing right now is that, you know, home values, they're not going to be dropping like um, because of the lack of inventory. The only way that happens is if, if there's, you know, a huge string of uh, interest rate increases coming up or or some bigger picture economic crisis or something like that. But right now in Saskatoon, like short supply means asset values are going to stay high and that's not going to change unless there's some type of major catalyst. So, so that kind of ties into my next question, Josh, and maybe just elaborate, elaborate on that a little more. Is there a time when we shift into a buyer's market and it does it really just fall down to those things of what's happening economically in Canada, in Saskatchewan, what are interest rates doing? What is immigration? Are those kind of our key factors that we're looking at? Yeah. So, I would say like to determine whether it's a buyer's market or a seller's market really comes down to that months of inventory ratio. Um, when that ratio is below four, it's a seller's market because it's, it's undersupplied. Sellers are in control. Like they have people fighting over their properties, whereas buyer market, that's when it's, you know, well above four months of inventory. Um, and they're in control. Like they know that the sellers are waiting for a long time and probably not going to get what they want, what they want and they can lowball them and stuff. So yeah, in order to get back to that um, buyer's market, like we had from 2015 to 2019, what would really need to change is we didn't need to have way more properties on the market right now. We need like 700 more properties just to magically appear overnight, just to get us to balance. So we need about a thousand properties to, to turn this into um, a buyer's market. So I don't foresee a thousand units coming out of the market anytime soon. Um, you know, even if even if people are experiencing challenges with um, their mortgage payments, you know, mortgage payments going up, whether the whether because they had variable rates or they're coming up for renewal, even if in the city of Saskatoon, 600 people throughout the course of 2023 uh, had to sell their properties because they could no longer afford their mortgages, those properties would be absorbed very quickly. So I, I can't see us having an oversupply of housing anytime soon. Um, building isn't picking up that much. So it, it's probably going to be a while like you mentioned those factors, like if interest rates keep on going up a lot, that could slow down um, demand and increase supply. If immigration slows down significantly, that would reduce demand and potentially increase supply. So it would have to be something pretty major like that in order for us to see a change anytime soon. But otherwise, it's yeah, it's, it's not coming in the short term. This is quite anecdotal, but when I'm talking to people, it's not just in those typical price brackets that you're seeing this squeeze of low supply as well, even at higher price points of 500, 600, 
there's not enough homes on the market to to fill the demand side, even on the higher side. So it's a really interesting time here where we we seem to have strong immigration into the province. We have really good jobs available for people to work. As you're so perfectly saying it, we just don't have a lot of inventory and there's not a lot being come online. So as a solution to this, Josh, do you see that we really need to get some builders on board or or do you have any takes on what we we would need to do to have more supply come on? Yeah, as you mentioned, it's it's pretty much every category right now. Like I check those ratios monthly and, and every single category of homes right now in Saskatoon are undersupplied with the exception of like the high-end homes, but even those aren't, you know, like the 600 plus, those aren't majorly oversupplied or anything like they're more around balance. So we really do um, need everything um, as far as like solutions to that. Building is, is the most obvious solution. I think like we just need way more properties. Um, I don't like controlling the economy too much. There are things the government could do to reduce demand like the central bank just did with interest rates and stuff. I don't like too much of that, but sometimes, um, you know, those things can, can impact, um, demand. Um, you could slow down immigration, which is tough because in some ways we actually really need immigration. So I don't know, we're kind of, uh, cornered right now, but I think, yeah, the most obvious thing is, is for builders to build more, but I think they're experiencing some challenges as well. Um, you know, pro probably hard to get money and, and just restrictions with lot sizes and lot types and lot availability and, and, you know, trying to make sense of the numbers and making sure it's profitable for them. So there are a lot of challenges. Um, one thing I was thinking of is it would be nice if there was a bit of shit of shift because we have so many, um, baby boomers, you know, people that are sixties, seventies that own detached homes that are retired and spend a lot of time away. Um, I wish we had a bunch of really attractive kind of retirement residences that had like tons mm -hmm. of amenities, you know, like pool tables and, and swimming pools and communal gardens and, um, games rooms and just these types of properties that really attract uh, retired people um, so that they could sell their detached houses and move into those and free up those detached houses for the younger families that have kids and stuff. That would be one of the obvious solutions to me as well, because it's a lot easier to build a bunch of apartment buildings in central areas than it is to build a bunch of affordable detached houses in, in these central areas. So that would be one of the quicker fixes. But yeah, building, we just need lots of building right now. I really like that. I haven't heard that idea, but I think that's a really excellent one of freeing up what you'd say like single family homes and having more of these people move into a communal living situation where you're helping fill the gap of maybe a loneliness factor there and, and yeah. giving them something there where they can uh, yeah create that community. So it's a really great idea. And also if they're traveling, like if, if they're retired, they're going, you know, to the, to the lake for the summer, if they're going to Mexico for a couple of months in the winter, it's a lot easier just to lock a door on an apartment than it is to uh, look after a detached house, you know, you have to have someone shoveling and checking in on the property and stuff. So there are a lot of um, benefits to living in a situation like that. I just don't think we really have the inventory right now and those types of properties available to that demographic. But that that would be, I think, uh, an attractive way to kind of shift the market a little bit and, you know, create some more inventory. Hmm. If there are any enterprising builders, uh, you, you, you heard it here from Josh. That's the, that's a great idea. Uh, everyone who comes on the podcast, Josh, I always like to ask them this question. Uh, if you could go back to a younger version of yourself and give yourself some advice, what would that advice be? It's a good question. Um, I think the main thing for me is, you know, I would say this to myself and, and any young person out there is that you'll never be able to be the person you want to be and, and live the life you want to live if you are doing things for the approval of others 
or doing things because your society, your culture kind of convinced you, you have to do those things. I think as much as, as I can and, and other people should really focus on what you feel motivated to do, what you feel uh, called to do, what makes you excited. Um, because I think a lot of people get kind of caught up in, in doing things um, just so they're kind of getting acceptance and approval or, or doing what society has kind of convinced them to do. And then they end up just not being happy with that. So as much as, as you can, and that's kind of the life I live now. And I wish I could talk to the 16, 17, 18 year old version of myself and just say that, like, you know, do what, what you feel called to do and, and kind of go inward and just figure out what, what you feel, you know, excited about doing and focus on that as much as you can. Cause I think mental health is a big challenge right now. And a lot of people, I think, find themselves caught in situations that they're not really happy with and they kind of just followed a path without really asking themselves if that was the right path for them. Hmm. Do it for yourself and not for anybody else. Yeah. And it can be hard to, I think, um, you know, determine, you know, why people are doing things, you know, sometimes they, they think that's what they want, but really it's just kind of been societal conditioning or something. So I get that that could be hard to figure out, but you know, a lot of people, I hear them say things like they wish they could travel or they wish they could learn this language or whatever it is. And they have all these desires, but they've kind of tied themselves up in a certain lifestyle that they're truly not, um, not happy with and never really were able to follow the things they felt uh, really motivated to follow. So that would be the advice for myself and and for young people. And I know that comes with criticism. Anytime you, anytime you kind of go against the grain and do things counter to what your culture is doing, you're going to get some, some pushback, some criticism, but I guess, um, in order to avoid criticism, do nothing, say nothing and be nothing. Right. Like I've, I've had to deal with some criticism in making some unconventional choices, but it's only made me stronger and more confident in myself. So wise words. Thank you for that, Josh. And lastly to you, if people want to stay up to date with your blog, if they want more information about the services that you offer, or they just want to keep up to you up with you in general, where can they find you, Josh? How they, how can they get in contact? So the best place to find me for the real estate stuff would just be on my blog, um, the Saskatoon Real Estate Economics blog. So you can just find that doing a Google search, just search those terms. Um, also, I'm pretty active on my business uh, Instagram account, uh, Magnaltus Consulting. So the Instagram is Magnaltus, M-A-G-N-A-L-T-U-S. And I post a bunch of different content there, a little bit of real estate stuff, some um, some market updates, but also like personal financial management tips and, and tax tips and credit score tips and uh, business startup tips and just all different types of stuff like that. Um, so that's, that's where I can be found. Awesome. Sounds like the perfect place for uh, a person who's entering real estate to, to go and check out. Yeah, I've got some real estate stuff on there to um, kind of step-by-step guide on how to purchase your first home in Saskatchewan. So lots of useful information on there. Awesome. Thank you so much for your time and your expertise, Josh. We'll for sure get you on again to explore these topics, but I uh, appreciate you, you coming on and, and sharing your wisdom. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for checking out this episode of the Saskatchewan Real Estate Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and are looking for more information just like this, make sure to like this video and subscribe to never miss an episode. We air weekly episodes that come out every single Monday. Better yet, if you're in the market for a mortgage in Saskatchewan, whether that's a renewal, a refinance, or your first purchase, I would be happy to help you out on the mortgage front. There is a link to my mortgage application in the show notes of this video or audio podcast. Until next week, I'm Ron Caroni, your Saskatchewan mortgage professional. Bye for now.